Okay, let's get started. <coughs> this year's Parshas Balak, Tavshinayin Gimel, and we will start again. This is the last year from uh, from Beit Shemesh for uh, a couple of weeks. By the we'll pick up next week from Camp Kaylee. Um, for the next, uh, I think, eight Parsha Shir and Beit Hashem, um, we'll be back in uh, the middle of Elo, but we'll take it week by week. And those who um, are listeners from uh, both sides of the ocean, feel free to uh, keep learning with us throughout the summer. Beit Hashem, I hope to just uh, continue straight, and um, we'll take it from there. Okay, we'll start off with a Mashal. <laughs> a Mashal, Parsha's Balak. If you look in the first source, the Karasal Shabbos Oneg, there's a... Marshal given by the altar of Nevardek, or the Saba of Nevardek, from depending on where you where one learned, whether they say Saba or Altar. Says the altar of Nevardek, he was once giving a Sicha in front of his Talmidim, and he said, Maisa Shi'ira Bishamish Beisakneses. One time there was the Shamish, there was the person cleaning out the shul at night, and it was very late at night, and Lefeta Hivchina Shamish Beganav a year, all of a sudden he sees the Ganav. He sees the, the known Ganav of the city. He sees, like, at night he's cleaning all of a sudden. He's like, what's, what's the Ganav doing? So the Shamash is on the side of the, of the, of the shul. He stays quiet. He doesn't know what's, what's, uh, what he's going to do. He's going to steal the Sipri Torah. He doesn't know what's going to happen. See, hi. He says, let me see what he does. He hides under one of the tables and he watches what is about to happen. What happens? The Ganav goes to the Aron Kodesh and he opens it and he starts crying. And he tries to hear, here, what is he crying about? Is he doing tshuva? Is he saying, oh, I want my life has been done, what I've, I've been doing all my life? He wants to hear. And he hears him, and he says, Please, I just need some Ruach HaKodesh. It's like, wow, it's Mikatzel Katze. He's a God of, now he's dying for Ruach HaKodesh. This is unbelievable. He couldn't, he couldn't withhold himself. He jumps out from where he was hiding, and he goes, There's nobody else here. I, I, heard, I heard you davening. What, what are you davening? Were you all of a sudden struck? By an unbelievable feeling of tshuva, you have to change your life. You have to throw everything away. You have to turn over a new leaf. Is it, you're trying to go all the way? Ruach HaKodesh? Like the Rambam says, it's a natural progression. He says, Dalacha says the God. No, not simple. Shem malachti malacha kasheh. It's hard work what I do. It's very hard work to be a ganav. You know, I'm always endangering myself. Sometimes I'm out in the cold and in the rain until I find one house and they left the door open. It's hard work. You know, it's not so simple that every day I go and, I, you know, and I'm able to, to provide for my family. I, 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 I crawl around. I have to be very quiet. Right? He said it's very hard. And, I, and sometimes I don't, even, I don't even make such a good, uh, a good amount coming out from the house. He says, if I had a little bit of Ruach HaKodesh, just a little bit, you know what? My life would be different. I would know exactly where the jewels are. I would know exactly where the wallet is. I would know who's not home, for, who's not home tonight, who's home tonight. I would have, it would be so much easier for me. Kodesh please. A little bit of Ruach HaKodesh. Says the altar, the Saba of Navardic. Bilam had such kochos. Kodesh Baruch Hu gave him Ruach HaKodesh. Like the Medrash says, Bilam was the greatest, the greatest Navi in the Umos HaOlam realm, ever. And he was on the level, in some ways, of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Medrash says. So he had tremendous kochos, but what did he use them for? What did he use his kochos for? Aja Kodesh Baruch Hu sam b'fiv dvarim, v'ayim Moshe Rabbeinu. But what did he use it for? The God of was asking for Ruach HaKodesh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give us the greatest matan in the world, but what do we use it for? What do we use our kochos for? HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us Chachma. He gives us Osher. He gives us the ability to focus. Everybody has their own milus, their own abilities. But what do we use it for? Says the altar of Nevada, Bilam taught us what not to do. Like that God of davening for Ruach HaKodesh. That's not exactly how one is supposed to use the kochot that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives them. 
Okay. Moving right along, we haven't had the Lubavitcher Rebbe in a couple of weeks. Source number two, Lubavitcher Rebbe, the beginning of every Parsha, in the Chumash Pritti, talks about the name of the Parsha. This is a question that other Parshios, not everyone talks about, but this Parsha, many Mepharshim talk about. And that is, how did Balak merit getting a Parsha? Okay, Yisro. He was also non Jew, but couldn't understand how Yisro got a parsha. Noah. And a couple of uh, personalities. Pinchas. He also got a parsha, even though most of what Pinchas did is at the end of this week's parsha. Parsha's Balak. Good question. We have to talk about this next week. Why is all the action of Pinchas not in Pinchas? That's a question. It's at the end of the parsha. But the question is, what about Balak? Why was he Zoha? What's this? You know how many times people are going to say Balak's name this week? What's this week's Parsha? In Parsha's Balak, I could even mention his name. One of the biggest Rishayim in all of Tanakh. Right, Balak, he hired somebody to curse Am Yisrael for eternity so they would, they would be disconnected from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So why does Balak get his Parsha? Why is he Zochet to the name? So, two points, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Point number one, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe on line number five. Again, something that many have, have mentioned before. The Zohar tells us, Istakel ba'oraisa ubara alma. Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world. The Torah is a blueprint for the world. The Gemara tells us in Sachin, there were seven items that were created before the world was created. One of them was Torah. Torah, Tshuva, Ganeidin, Gehenim, Kisei HaKavid, Shemoshel Mashiach, right? Seven, seven items. Based on Migdash, so, Torah was one of them. Being that the Torah is the blueprint of the creation, it follows that even the lowest and most debased aspects of the world are included in the Torah. Yes, the Torah might have certain personalities, ideas, that might not seem important. But the Torah is the blueprint from the entire world. And just like the Torah is perfect, the world is perfect, which follows it indicating that the existence of even the most wicked inhabitants of the world are included in the Torah's overall plan. We don't understand everything. But we believe and we have a Muna that everything is part of the divine plan. Right? David HaMelech, we know the measures tells us. Right? He saw a spider, he said, what's the purpose of this little spider? David HaMelech sees, right? he sees him, somebody who doesn't have proper all of his faculties. He sees a Shotev walking around the street and he says, what's the purpose of... Of this, and Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you'll see. David HaMelech was zochet to understand. What? As we know the story, when Shaul HaMelech was looking for David, and he was trying to kill him for the whole second half of, of Shmuel, uh, second half of Shmuel Aleph, he was looking for, trying to, to get David. So one time, David had to act like a shotet. And there's, ah, it's not David. And David realizes. Right? We say, we daven about it every Shabbos morning, one of the Tehillims. When he was running away, and he had to save himself. Or the spider, we know the Medrash tells us. The spider covered up his cave. David HaMelech says, now I know. There's a purpose for everything. We don't understand it all. We're on the level of David HaMelech, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, communicating with us directly and clearly. But we believe everything has a purpose in life. Number one, even a Balak has a purpose. And number two, even more so, if you think about it, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. How does the Parsha end? Yes, Balak is a t- terrible Melech Moab. What he tried to do. But Lamaisa, what did he do? Lamaisa, what did he bring out? Bezra, we'll get back to this later. But there's one Pasuk in the Torah that refers to Mashiach coming. And it's in this week's Parsha. It's the Parsha's Balak. It's in the Nevuah of Bilam. Rashi quotes all the different uh, future plans that HaKadosh Baruch has for the world. Balak is Zoche to have a Nevuah of Mashiach in his parsha. Why? Because A, point one was everything has a purpose. Point two, inherently there really is no evil in the world. Furthermore, the Torah brings to light that ultimately, evil only exists in order to be transformed into good. Yes, we see it as evil in this world. We don't say Hatova Hametib when we hear Rahman al of a tragedy. We say Dion Hamas. We don't say Hatova Hametib. But La'asilava, all we're going to say is Hatova Hametib. Because we're going to realize that everything fits in and everything is Latov. Right, the Pasuk says in Eicha, Mipi Elyon Motetze Harosvatov from Akarish Baruchu. 
right? The good and bad don't come. Everything comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, because it really is Kulotov. This is also the next column, the inner meaning why the promise of Mashiach's coming appears in the Torah here in Parshas Balak. Because with the redemption, we will witness the complete transformation of the non-Jewish nations to actually assist the Jewish people. So yes, Balak gets a parsha. The message being, everything in life has a purpose, and everything in life has a positive purpose, even if we might not understand everything as it occurs. And it continues when Chukas Balak are together, which never happens in Eretz Yisrael. One might contrast the two, Chukas starting with the commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the commitment to Chukim, Bala got there towards the end through the Parsha. Okay. Moving right along. Second Zohar for the evening. Not so common in our, in our travels. But a second Zohar for the evening. Says of Avram Shur, quoting a Zohar, the top of the source. Isa Zohar HaKadosh. Ki Balak v'bilam hayu mechashvim. Balak and Bilam were sorcerers, magicians. They had powers of the dark side. We know Bilam had it. Balak also had it. They had special powers, say this, says the Zohar. The Koach Balak haya b'maisa. The Koach of Balak was in action. That was his Koach. Ubilam haya kocho b'fiv. Bilam, the Koach of Pep. As we know, the Koach of Bracha, the Koach of Klala. So Bilam was all about. The Koach of the Peh. And that's why, just Derek Agav, it's fascinating, that the only time we have in the whole Torah that an animal talks to a person is talking to Bilam, the one who had the Koach Hadibur. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Koach Hadibur to an animal. We've discussed in the past, a couple of years ago, the thought of some of the Bali Musr, that Dafka, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, didn't make a Baskol come out of Shemayim. To talk to Bilam. Stop! No, it was after the animal talking. As if to say, if you use your kochos of Dibur for the wrong reasons, you're no better than a talking animal. That's why Dafka the Ason comes up with the koach. And it's not just a basko. Okay, so Bilam had the koach of Dibur. Upirisha Imre Noam. And Imre Noam, Imre Noam was one of the Bali Musr of the 1800s. Tells us, This is why Balak called Bilam. Balak himself was a sorcerer. Why didn't he think he had enough koach? He had enough. He could take on the Jews. Why did he need Bilam? Kiyada, Yisrael. He knew he had no power over the Jews. Why? With his koach ha'maisa, because they have Shabbos. And what do the Jews do on Shabbos? Asher, as we say in Vayachulu, Maisa ceases. Right? Constructive, productive actions in Halacha. We desist because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to. We mirror HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our actions. And therefore, Balak said, Bekoach HaMaisa, I have no chance. They have the Shabbos. As the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Vamar Amr Chazal Sanhedrin, Fascinating Gemara. The Gemara says there that the Baalas Ovlo is Peshabbos. Sorcerers are not answered on Shabbos. Gemara tells a story about that. Because the Koach of Shabbos is Mavatas. We'll talk about why this is Hashem in a in a minute. Let's do it now. Next column. Why is it? Why doesn't the power of sorcery, which again we can't even understand today, what sorcery is? And it was in the days of the Gemara. Already in the days of the Gemara, they still had sorcery. They still used Kishuf and Shadim and other powers. But in the time of the Amaram, 1500 years ago, this, we have stories that these powers still existed. So why does the Gemara say, why doesn't Kishuf, sorcery, have Koach and Shabbos? Says Rav Avram Shor, I think it's based on the Gemara Mesechus Chulun, if we understand it properly. The Gemara says in the first parak, Hahi Itza, the Havis Mahadra, there was a woman, a sorcerer, that was trying to get Lamishkal Afra to take earth, Mitute Kare Drevi Chanina. She was trying to get some earth that Rabbi Chanina had walked on and sat on, and in that way somehow use it against him. Oh my law, Shkuli, he said, please take all you want. Lo Mistaya Milsech, it's not going to affect me. You're not going to have power over me. Why? Ain Od Milvadoksiv. It says, they don't know about it. Nobody's like God. It's 
what he answers. What does that mean? This koach of sorcery, we know, it's even one of the others. So what's the answer? What's Rechadina's answer? Oh, Eno Movado. But even before that, the Gemara continues. The name Kishuf, it is called that because it weakens the power of heaven. You see, it does have some type of power. We do believe in the dark side. Shiny Rabbi Chanina, the Nefishas Chusay. No, no, Rabbi Chanina was different. Nefishas Chusay, he had a lot of Zechuyos. What does that mean? Eno Movado, Nefishas Chusay. Says Rabbi Avram Shor in the name of his father, Rabbi Gedalia Shor. Next piece, source four. The Gemara starts off by saying there's no such thing as Kishuf, there's no power. And therefore he says, Shani Rabbi Chanina, the Nafis Chusay. And afterwards, no, it's only Rabbi Chanino. Was it, is it everybody? Kishuf is nothing? Or it's something? Explains Rabbi Avram Shor. Rachmavar Shah, mind five. Ki inyin kshafim hu koach shebarak adishbarachu ba'ola mahachish ramayashamala. La osam hama'aminim beseder hamikre. There is certain kochos for those who believe that it might have some koach. For those who believe it, it might it might have some effect, that it does have effect. Amalek umikrev hu roshamachashvim. Amalek, as we know, gematri of Suffolk. There's no ashkacha in the world. Vahakol talui kefi emunas ha'adam. It all depends on us. The more emuna that we have, the more we realize that nothing in the world can happen without Hashem decreeing it to happen. The more we have that, then the less room there is for Kishuf to work. The more we can perfect ourselves. And each on our own level. How many times do we, you know, are we sitting in traffic? How many times do we, and all of a sudden, we, we start getting upset? Because we don't have Eino Milvado clearly. It's out of our control. That's only how we react, but in every other situation in life. Eino Milvado. And the more we have that attitude, says of Gadal Yashor, the more that the, hash, the more hashgacha we're zochet to. Mishamamin de einod milvado. Whoever believes in that fully, v'yodeya, and they know ki akadosh baruch hu baraha olam ve'ein mikra klal. There is no mikra. The Gemara says in one place a blade of grass doesn't doesn't move without being decreed from above. V'hu davok ba'pinimius shel haolam. And they are close to the inner workings of the world. A person like Rabbi Chanina, who lived a Nod Milvado. So for him, the, what Kishif wasn't wasn't uh, powerful at all. There was no, there was nothing because he had clarity. But all of us sometimes it's not so clarity. It's not as clear. So Kishav has some powers. And therefore we have to try to overcome. That's the Gemara Nafis Chusa. He was on the level that every second of his life he had a no Movado attitude. And therefore Kishav will not have any power to him. What about the rest of us? There's at least one time during the week that hopefully we have this attitude. And that's on Shabbos. Kol HaShavua B'Yemei The whole week. The whole week we are involved in other 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 issues that are pulling us in all different directions, even good issues. But we don't have just we don't have time to just sit and think and be with Hashem. Shabbos is different. We mentioned a couple of years ago, if you remember Parshas Vayigash, a thought from Avaram Shor, Lushitasa, he doesn't quote it here, about Shalom Aleichem. Why we say Tzeschem L'Shalom to the Malachim. So some say, oh, no, don't say, take out Tzeschem L'Shalom. You don't want them to leave. What do you have to say them leave? Some people take out Barachudi L'Shalom, you can't ask Malachim for a bracha. Okay, the minute I call to say all four. Okay, Barachudi L'Shalom, you're not really asking them for a bracha. Tzeschem L'Shalom. How do we ask the Malachim to leave? Said of Avram Shor, because the Shabbat, we invite them in, they accompany us home. They give us a bracha, the Gemara says. But now we're about to start the Shabbos meal. It's between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even the Malachim have to leave. We have Yichud with HaKadosh Baruch Hu every Shabbos. 
That's ain ob novado. That's the attitude that we should aspire to. That Akkadosh Baruch Hu is in charge, and hopefully we we focus on that. We're able to focus on that on Shabbos. Next column on line three. Nimsa keep a Shabbos nisbaret zala adam edom avado adam makir ki ata mechayed kulam v'yakol nivra the abori yisbarach everything. So there's no shlita of kishuv on Shabbos. That's balak. I can't get to them. I am the power of Misa, of Kishav and Misa, and they have Shabbos. Shabbos, Enom Bavado, I have no power. Then he just adds a beautiful gematria. He says, 20, 20 says, Shabbos on line 6, Zach, 27 times Yudke Vavke is the gematria of Shabbos. Zach, clarity of Yudke Vavke, like Shemin Zayah Zach. 27 times Yudke Vavke. That's Shabbos, because that's when we get the clarity of the perspective for the whole week. For the whole week. We mentioned in the past, Hassam Sofer, who says that we always count to what we're excited about. The other nations of the world, they start with their week, right? Their work week, right? So, well, Hassam Sofer says, let's go backwards for a second. You always count towards what the goal is. So we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday... Shabbos. Shabbos is the goal. Right? That's the end. Our day of rest is at the end because that's what we count towards. The other nations have their day of rest at the beginning of their week. Sunday. And then the rest of the week. Why? Because the whole purpose is to work. To work. To make. To create. To make money. And then we rest in order to work again. No. Our day of rest is our goal. That's what we count towards. That's the last day of our week. The pinnacle. The zenith. Up top. So that's Shabbos. And that's Eno Movado and that's why Bullock had a higher bill. Balak yada. But let's one more question. One second. So why didn't he ask attack them on Tuesday in the midbar? It was only the Koach of Shabbos. No, in the midbar every day was Shabbos. We had the man. We had everything we needed. So even though Bismarck has said that attitude is in Obavada was only on Shabbos, in the days of the midbar it was every day. They had Ananiah Kavit. They went out and received perfect portions. For everything they needed. Balak Yodah next paragraph. Ki b'nei Yisrael hadveikim b'shabbos. Kol ha-shavua mushpah ma-shabbos. Dara midbar haya kol ha-shavua shalom kashol ha-shabbos. The whole week. Ki v'koach ha-shabbos yarad ha-man. Ba-yudveikim b'shabbos kol sheishit v'yamasa. And that's why he says, I'm stuck. You know what? Let me get Bilam. Bilam. Koach b'dibor. Koach b'dibor. I'm out. Kol shabbos is about shvisa mimaisa. And therefore, I have to get Bila. What was his mistake? Says Rabbi Shor. He didn't realize that Shabbos is also a special day for Koach Hadibor as well. What does it say in Yeshayahu? The Daber Davor. Our Dibor is different on Shabbos. So not only is Shabbos a day that we celebrate our Misa, our unique Act, actions or the lack thereof in our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but even in how we talk and what we do. And therefore, Bilam will also not be able to have any power because we sanctify our Dibur as well on Shabbos. With Kedusha, with the Gemara, there's a Yerushalmi that even says, Bekoshi Hitiru She'ela Shalom B'Shabbos. Right? We, Shabbos is a day that we have to sanctify, the, every day we have to sanctify our Dibur. But Shabbos, especially when we're one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the attitude of Ein Od Novad. Okay. Moving right along. Let's get into some of the Psukim now. The Torah tells us, it's the beginning of the Parsha. Balak saw everything that Bnei Yisrael had done. Moab was very scared. Moab was, was from the word coaxing. Good question. Was, did he feel like the Jews were thorns? Or he was just disgusted. Moab. Right, Katsu Bechayeim says Rashi. Vayemar Moab is a name of the Okay, Moab says I have to have a plan. Ata Yalachos calls people Seinu Vachulu Vayishlach Malachim El Velam Ben Ba'ar Pesora. He sends 
uh, Malachim, and he says, There's a nation that went out of Egypt. It's tremendous, very large. Come, please, curse this nation for me. I know that you have the power. They come to Bilam, and Bilam says, they say, please come. But you're at Bilam Elohim. So now Bilam turns to Hashem. It's fascinating that if you just look at the Torah Shebich Sav, I think I mentioned this in the past, Bilam doesn't seem like such a bad guy. If you just read the Pesukim, if you don't read it, until you get to a few parshias from now when, when Bilam is killed by the sword and we realize that he was the, the Benost uh, Midyan Bechul. But if you just read the Pesukim in our parsha, no, he keeps asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but if you read between the lines, you realize how he is so... Such a pernicious attitude as we just touched on that in the past. But he says, Bilam says to Hashem, after being asked to go curse the God. Balach ben Sipar, Melach Moab, Shalach Eli. Bilam sent me a message as, as if God doesn't know. But Bilam says to Hashem, Balak sent to me, Hinei ha'am ha'yotzei mitzrayim ba'yechazaz in Haaretz. An am has gone out, that's covering the land. Ato l'cha kavol yoso. Ulai yuchali l'chibo. Can I go? Can I do it? Hashem says no. He asked. He said no. And Bilam turns to them and says, okay, I can't go. But obviously we read between the lines. One little diuk of difference that the Achronim point out. Same phrase is used. Balak, though, talks in past tense. Balak said, back in Pasuk, hey, am yatsami Mitzrayim. Present. Why the switch? Why didn't he just repeat what Balak said? They're still going out of Mitzrayim. Why does he say past and he say present? Says Rav Moshe. This Rav Moshe we touched on a couple of years ago, but we're going to expand upon it a little bit uh, right now. Shem and Atov quotes from Moshe. It's in the Drash Moshe also. Line 4 in source number 6. Ahuva b'shem ha'gon Moshe Feinstein z'atzal. Debalak chashav deklal Yisrael misnahagim kechalu mos ha'olam. Balak thought, mistakenly, that the Jewish nation is like all other nations. Velo ichbat lohem mashe kara lohem kodem shena'asel la'am. And they don't really care about their roots, their natural national roots so much. Think about what other nation in the world has such a, a rich history that they study in depth so much about every detail of the birth of their nation. And even before their nation was born. And therefore Balak didn't think that B'nai Yisrael were any different than any other nation. Avobilam Havin. The Zetos Lagamre. Bilam realized there's nothing in the past. It's all right now. They don't forget. Something happened then, they reenact it. They remember it. They relive it. And that itself makes them unique and gives them the inner strength to continue. There are so many mitzvahs. Relating to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Tfilin and Pidyon Ben and Kiddush and Matzah and Maror and many, many mitzvahs. The Moadim, Vaklal Yisrael, Yefshalem, Lishamim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. There's no such thing. Right, a number of the Mepharshim say that the song and the, and the Pitgam Amami of Ha'avar Ayin, Ha'asir Adayin, Ha'ovek Heref Ayin is not really the Jewish view. Right? Avar ayin? No. The avar is here. It's not ayin. It's not nothing. It's not gone. Like the blink of an eye. We live with our past, with us, every second of our lives. Our national past, our, our personal past. Says Bilam, Balak, don't think this is, don't think this is a nation like the other nations. They take their past with them. Yotzeimim Mitzrayim. And they derive strength from focusing and remembering everything Hashem did for them in the past. That's one answer that Ramosha said. And now we get to another answer, though, in the name of the Belzarebi. Yisachar Dov, the previous, two previous Belzarebis. Shamat. 
Dihine Balak Chashav, a different answer. Balak thought. Demasha Azar Lakarish Barcholi Israel Ates me Mitzrayim, Hainu Mishum, Dahayu Tzadikim, Bahayim Shubadim Lolo Avla Shalahem. You know why Balak thinks Hashem redeemed the Jews? Because they must have had some type of schus. You know, they weren't, nobody made them, they were forced to be slaves, they were subjugated. Right, it was very difficult. And, but they must have had some schuyos, even just the schus of getting the Torah. They had some schuyos. That's why God redeemed them and took them out and brought them to Cherus. But Balak knows about the history. It's been on all the media. Jews complain again. Plague devastates Jewish people once again. Think about the headlines of Sefer Midbar. It's like, is there a Parsha without a hate of Am Yisrael? It's unbelievable. Balak knew this. Aval ka'es. La'acher shachatu kama pa'amim. Ba'midbar. Ubi'ichalacham ayso egel. And what we just have? We had Korach. And we had Chukas. We had the plague last week. I mean, it's, we had problems in year two. And we had problems in year, right, 38, 30, uh, year 40. So, after all this, ain't HaKadosh Baruch Hu muchan lazar lohem. Maybe, maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu's had enough of them. That's what Balak is saying. He took them out then, but that's finished. That's over. That relationship, the zechuyos that they had, it's not going to happen anymore. That was what Balak, why he used the past tense. The relationship is done. Right? This is the source for all the other religions throughout our history that have said that the Jews, well, they were the chosen people until a different chosen people, Chas v'Shalom, was were chosen. That was Balak's mistake, and that was the roots of other religions said that. But Bilam, who was a Navi, says, no, 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 you don't understand Balak. Amar lo atatoa He says, in Mitzrayim, they were also Shakua in Avodazara, the 49 levels of Tumah. And what happened by the Yamsuf, the Malachim say, why are you redeeming these people? They're also only about a Zara. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, tough, I'm redeeming them. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu took us out, and we are his and he is ours. Present, Hashem always takes us out of Egypt. The love that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has for, for us is... Ava she'ena tuliya b'davar. Not dependent on anything. The ultimate love. Once I got it, once we said nasa Once we accepted, none of the other nations did. Beforehand, maybe there was a schus, but now we are married, and there's no way to get out of it from our point of view or from kaviyachol his point of view. And he says that's what the Haftorah says. Hanavit sivili Yisrael ami. We know the Gemara at the beginning of Brachis and elsewhere, based on this Pasik. Ami Zacharna Mayaz Balak ben Moav, what Balak tried to do, Uma Analo Bilam ben Ba'ar, when Bilam answered him, Lamandas Sidkos Hashem. The Gemara says that Bilam knew exactly when Hashem gets angry every single day, and the entire time that Bilam wanted to curse the Jews, Hashem didn't get angry, because he went above and beyond for Am Yisrael. What God is a chulios? Yes, he knew we complained. And Hashem got upset about at us a lot. But we're his, and that's it. And Balak didn't understand that, but but Bilam knew. Bilam knew. And that's why it's line 25. He tried many places and many ways to try to get to the Jews, but nothing helped. He tried to look. Right? What does Rashi say that? He tried to look at the midbar. Uncle says he looked at the Egel. He tried, he tried to awaken Chovos. And he tried to incriminate us. And he tried to bring up prosecutions against us. But to no avail. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ki Ahevcha Hashem Alokecha. What does it say in Parshish Kiseitse? Right there, let's just read that Pasuk, line 29. Lo yavo amoniyam o'avivikal Hashem. Amon of the males cannot marry in. And yet, 
Kodesh Baruch Hu says, no, Bilam is not going to be successful. Two answers why Bilam Balak uses the past and Bilam uses the present. Balak says, Jews forget their past, and we say, no, Bilam knows. Our past is our present, and that builds towards our future. Or the second answer of the Belzarebi, and that is, our relationship with the Baruch Hu is not based on something, it's just based on Ava, Sheinu, Tzuli, Abadav. Okay. Perach Abbez, Pasig Yurches. What happens? So Bilam wakes up and tells the Sarim, sorry, I can't go. Me'en Hashem. So the Sarim Moab go up, they go back to Balak, and they say, sorry, he didn't come, he's playing, he's playing hardball. Fayosevot Balak, Shlach, Sarim, Rabim, and he sends even more mechubad um, officers and, and messengers. Balak says, Already, you can read between the lines here. If you read Tarshav Aksav without focusing too much, he's not such a bad guy. But you see what's going on. We, see what's on, we understand what's happening here. We'll give you so much kavod. I'll do whatever you want. Just curse them. Vayan Bilam Vayomar Lavde Balak. Bilam says, Im Yitainli Balak, Melobeso Kesevizahov. If he gives me his house, which must have been a pretty big house, full of gold and silver, Lo Ucha La Avarat Piashemalokai. La Asos Ktanogdola. I wouldn't be able to do anything. So again, he says, I'm in the hands of God. But what does he say? Even if you'd give me an entire house of gold and silver. Entire house of gold and silver. What does Rashi say? So it must be that he really wanted this. Because he said it. And he desires others' money. Omar, he says to them, He should give me all of the money that he has. He has to, he has to hire armies. What is he going to have to do? I'm worth all his money, says Balak. That says Bilam. That's reading between the lines of this pasik. Immediately Balak, if he would have given me, he deserves to give me an entire household. A question that many Mepharshim deal with, we never touched on this before, is how does this statement of Bilam, which is obviously a negative, how is it so different than a Mishnah in Perkeyavos? And what Atana says, a Mishnah all the way at the end, really, maybe a Brisa, all the way at the end of Perkeyavos. Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma, source number seven. Remember the story. Pamachas ha'iti ma'alich vaderech. Says Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma, was one time I was walking. Upaga bi adam echad v'nasan li shalom. V'chzarti lo shalom. I met somebody, they say shalom aleichem to me, I say shalom aleichem, aleichem shalom. Amar li, Rebbe, me'ezam achem atah, where are you from? Where are you from? Amarti lo. I'm from a, a great, great city of rabbis. Omar Li. So he says to me, says of Yossi, Rebbe, Ritzon Chashet, Tadur Yimanu Bim Komenu, you want to come live with us? I'll give you millions. Come live with us. I'll give you pearls and diamonds. I'll give you a free car. I'll give you a house. I'll give you everything. Four maids, whatever you want, I'll give you. Just come live with us. Amar Tilo, what does Yosef and Kisma answer? In Natan Notainli, If you give me all the diamonds and gold and silver in the entire world, I wouldn't come. Aini Dar Ella Bimakam Torah. There's no Torah there. I'm from a city of where there's a there's a Sviva. Going there. He felt that that was he needed. He, ah, you might all. Oh, what about Kiruv? <coughs> there's there's opportunities for Kiruv. He felt this was too dangerous. There was no Torah there. There was nothing. He was going to go himself. The power of the Sviva. I'm not. Even if you give me all the money in the world, I'm not going. And this is a great thing. This is Rabbi Yossi Ben Kisma talking. This is that the end of Pirkei Yavos. as it says in Tehillim. David Amalek says, "Tovli Torah spicha miyalvis lavachesef." Torah is sweeter. Then all gold and silver below owed, and when a person dies in Malavan Adam, what goes with us for eternity? Not our money, not our collections, not any other information. Torah, Mice, and Tobin. That's the only thing that we take with us. Bagfuls, 
hopefully, Bez Hashem, of Torah and Maisim Tovim. Question the Rishonim, the Achronim, what's the difference between Bilam and Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma? What does Bilam say? If you would give me a house full of gold and silver, I'm not coming. What does Chazal say? Oh, he really wants a gold and silver. He thinks Magielo. What does Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma say? If you would give me all the money and the gold and the silver in the entire world, I wouldn't come. Why didn't Chazal? Oh, he really wants it. What's the difference? Sounds pretty similar. Yosef Akisim is a Tana, and Bilam is Bilam. Three answers. Three answers in the Achronim. First answer from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Says Rabbi Yaakov in source number eight. Im nedaktek nir'eh. If you look carefully, says Rabbi Yaakov, we will see. Sheyeshinui lashon. Bein ma'amaro shel bilam. There's a slight difference between the two. What does Rabbi Yossi Ben Kisma say? If you give me all the gold and silver in the entire world. Bilam, if you give me the house full of gold and silver. What's the difference? What's the difference? Vahainu line 6. Mishum she bilam nasan mida ugvola hachlata so. He says an amount, this amount, maybe hoping that there'll be more and then maybe he would violate. If you give me a house full of gold, I'm not coming. How about two houses full of gold? How about three houses full of gold? That's why Chazal Darshit. What does Yosef Bekisma say? If you give me all the gold and silver in the entire world, I'm not coming. Coming. Number one, difference in language. Number two, two other answers. These are mentioned by the Baruch Shamar, which is the Torah Tamimah's commentary on Pirkei Avos. So if you look on that Mishnah, Pirkei Avos, so the Baruch Shamar, that was also the, uh, the biography. So says the Baruch Shamar on Pirkei Avos, source number nine. He also picks up on the difference in language, as Rabbi Yaakov did. He was before Rabbi Yaakov. Uh, but he then goes to a different direction. Line 6, there's a major difference. This is what the scientists and the philosophers have said describing taiva, desire of a person. It's only natural to desire for something. You only really have a strong taiva for something that's in the realm of reality, in the realm of possibility. That's really. We don't have a taiva to fly like a bird. It's not our taiva. It would be cool to fly like a bird if we had wings. But human beings don't have taivas for that because it's not shayach. It's not possible. You don't have a taiva for something impossible. Right? The, the famous Eben Ezra in Parshish Yisro, where he says, how could Mosachmod, how could Hashem command us not to covet, not to desire? How do we do that? So the Eben Ezra says, he gives a mashal. He says, imagine the princess is going through a little village, one of the little villages in the, in the kingdom, with the little peasant really have a, a real taiva to marry the princess? He knows it's not shy. He knows it's, it's, it's beyond the realm of possibility. So he can think, yeah, maybe, I wish, but it doesn't really, he doesn't really feel a taiva. If it's totally out of the realm of possibility, and there's no possibility at all, you're not going to really have a taiva for it. And even if you say it, we don't believe you because you're just exaggerating. And you don't really mean it. So, Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma says, even if you give me all the money in the entire world, I'm not coming. That's impossible. It's not in the realm of reality. The ent- every piece of gold and silver and jewelry in the entire world, see, he's obviously just exaggerating. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't have a type for any of it. And that's why it's a positive. Bilam. Oh, if you give me a house full, that's possible. 
A house full of gold? That's in the realm of possibility. That's his taiva. And that's what he has. Lokain Bilam line sixteen. Sha'amar, immediately balak below base or kesa bizov, Avabishu Guzma, Avabakhosos who Davash Shalios but Mitsiusalasigo. Uva Prata de Melakabalak, and therefore that's the difference between the two. The other difference, which is very, you know, Pshuto Shelha Mishnah also, is based on the conversation, says the Baruch Sha'amar. If you look on twenty, in the Mishnah who brought up money? Rabbi Yossi Mekisma didn't bring up money. It was the person, the unnamed person in the Mishnah who brought it up. You want to come with us and I'll give you tons of money. So he answers, even if you give me a ton of money, I'm not coming. He's just answering him, Lashitaso. That's not bad. That's nothing negative. They didn't say a word to Bilam about money. Bilam's like, they said, Bilam, Balak really wants you to come. Balak says, if you give me all the money in the house, I'm not coming. Who's talking about money? Who mentioned anything about Zav and Kesef? So that's the difference. Because Rabbi Yossi was just answering. Oh, but Odef Shalachalik on line 20. Takan Amar Ha'ish Hamidabra Rabbi Yossi. She'itin lo elef alafim dinare Zav. Kadei she'elech ha'melev komo. V'yalzer. Heishelah Rabbi Yossi. Not only thousands, but the whole world. I'm not going to take it. But Bilam didn't say a word about it. He didn't mention Kesav. He didn't mention Zahav. And there are various answers given, other examples given by the Bar Shamar where this, where this might come up. Okay. Moving right along. So we got to talk about the Atones a little bit. A little bit about, we mentioned a little bit uh, a minute ago. Let's talk about the Aton. Perech HaBez Pasach HaFal. Shlishi. Vayakam Bilam Baboker. Bilam gets up in the morning. Vayachavosh as Asono. And he saddles his donkey. Vayelech im Sarimov. And he goes. And he goes. Vayakam Bilam Baboker. What do we need to know that for? Vayakam Bilam Baboker. Oh, Zrizam Atimu Mitzvah. Zrizus. What does Rashi say? Vayakam Bilam Baboker. Mikan Shasinam Kalkalas Ashura. You see from here that hatred, deep seated feelings make you do things that are like not expected. Shachavashu Batsmo, he did it himself. He had plenty of servants. He was the world's greatest cursor. Right? He was the world's greatest. He did it himself. He had his own donkey, he got the saddle on his own donkey. Amar Kadesh Baruch, so he did it himself because he's showing, I'm into it. Amar Kadesh Baruch, who Russia, Kfar Kadamcha Avraham Avihem. You think you're the first one to do this? Vayakam, what was the last one? Vayakam Elam Baboker? What about Vayashkim Avraham Baboker? We already got it. Right by the Akedah. He got up early. Vayashkim Avraham Baboker, Vayachavoshes Chamorov. He did it himself. Answer of Moshe, what's, what's the message here? What did Bilam want to show? What did Hashem answer him? By the, he did, they did the donkey himself. What exactly is the message? Says Rav Moshe, V'nire la'aniyaz da'iti. Let me say what I think. Line source 11. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tovea me'adam she'yasok b'tar v'mitzvahs k'moshe derech ha'adam masok l'tzrachav. You know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us? You know what he demands of us? Simple. He wants us to work just as hard in Torah and mitzvot as we do in the rest of our life. That's it. That's it. There should be equality in our pursuits. If our non, if our non-Torah pursuits have a certain level of amelus, then Torah has to have that level of amelus. So someone might say, well, if I'm lazy and do nothing all my life, so maybe I could do nothing. Okay, then it's at least you're not... At least it's not, you know, the, the hierarchy isn't messed up. You just, somebody's lazy. Okay, fine. But it can't be more. Like the Pasuk says, If we search out and we strive in money, People are working harder in their parnasa that they have to be working harder in Torah as well. Yosef, 
The harder we work in one, the harder we have to work in the other. The chulu. Vizel, skip two lines, line 13. When Yaakov says, by Lavan, I kept consistent. That was Bilam's claim. What did Bilam do? He disgraced himself. He lowered himself. Right? He did his own donkey. Why did he do that? He was showing God. Did they disgrace themselves? Like I'm doing, this is what I'm interested in. And I'm pushing myself. And I'm lowering myself. Do they lower themselves for your, for your covenant? Do they get themselves down and dirty for you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu? I get up early. Right, Bilam was saying, Bilam was saying, you know, they get up early on vacation days, right, to go, to go this place, that place. But what about on the days of their regular days? Do they get up early? Do they push themselves? That's what Bilam's claim was. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Bilam, they do. Bilam, Avraham Aviyam Kadamcha. Avraham, the first Jew, he did it. He did it, yes, he, he's committed and they are committed. Biyam HaKadosh Baruch Hu Rasha. Kfar Kadamcha Avraham. Shehu nizdarez baboker. Vinisbazeh ba'atzmo. He also disgraced himself. L'chvod kono mitzvosav. Avkodem sheharesa. V'lekashem kitrug. There's no kitrug that you could have on that. This idea of consistency is, is spoken about by the Chavetz Chaim in many of his writings. I just gave you two examples from the Torah Sabayis. He writes, Torah Sabayis is a small little country, it's about 10 prakim, just about dedication to Talmud Torah. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Vihine, source 12. Anachno Omrim, we say every night, we'll say in a few minutes, Avas Olam, right, you love us, Alkein Hashem, Alkein Abishachvenu, Vukumenu, Nasiach Vichukacha, Vinismach Vidivay Sorasacha. We love you, Torah. We're happy. The Torah is our life. We say it. We say the words every night. Torah is our life. He says, let me ask something. If it's really, if we love it and we're happy and it's our lives, we should reflect that in our actions. If I see that I need... To be with my Rebbe. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to go to a shear. I need to miss something at work. Lisa Lira Cheres. Says the Chavetz Chaim. We know there's something called a business trip. What's a business trip? You got to go for business. You got to be away from the family for a couple of days. You got to miss out on, on, on this and this, this, uh, this occurrence in my child's life. And this, that's part of life. You know, it's part of making a parnasa. Sometimes there are business trips. People have to travel. That's a given. Anybody hear of a Torah trip? I, I, I just need to be with my Rebbe for two days. I need to go there and... Says the Chavaz Chaim, why not? You know, did we ever have any of our spiritual time impinge on my non-spiritual time? Says the Chavaz Chaim, he says in the next source... Sometimes, understandably, you know, we got to rush out of davening early. We got to catch a plane. We got to get the taxi and the train. You know, sometimes it's just just a schedule-wise. We 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 need to, and you know, everybody understands it's not every day. But sometimes we have to like we have to get out, and we have to cut short our seder, our tefillah, whatever it is, because something else came up. Did it ever happen the other way? Did it ever happen that we had to come a little late to work because I was in the middle of a tosfus? We had to leave early from work even if, I, if I'm paid by the hour and I'm going to lose some because I have a shir and I have a chavrusa. Did it ever happen in the other direction? Says the Chafetz Chaim. And we allow ourselves in one direction. What about the other direction? <clears throat> this is Ramosha's point. This is what Bilam said about us. They're not consistent. And Hashem says they have in their ability to be consistent. You see in the next source, in source 13, Sometimes we have to miss a minion. Sometimes a couple of days. We have to go on a trip, whatever it is. Because I have to, you know, make a parnasa, which is fine. It's a mitzvah to make a parnasa. But why does it ever happen the other way, says the Chafetz Chaim? That sometimes we have to come late because we're in the middle of something. Or I was really having a good chakras today. So I had to take the next train. 
whatever it is. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Says Reb Moshe. We have to make sure that we're consistent and that we show our true colors to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in all ways. Okay, two more points for the evening. One of the Achronim and one of the Rishon. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, I didn't give it to you, it was just one line. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, now we're moving towards the end of the Parsha. The story of Pinchas is really the end of Balak. The action, the action is here. As from next week, we'll talk about, you know, why the action is here, but Parsha's Pinchas is just about the schar that he receives, but not about the action that he did. But the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, that Mandalid, that Pinchas David, Vayipalel Pinchas, Pinchas David, and he asked the Kodesh Baruch Hu, how did he kill 24,000 Jews? How did he do that? Right? It's, it's, it's not fair. Pinchas Davint. All, all the way at the end of, of Parshas Balak. says that, Right? It's not, the Parsha does not end on a high. Right? 24,000 Jews were killed in the plague. And the Gemara tells us that Pinchas was bothered by this. And the question is, why was he so bothered? There was a tremendous hate going on. It was Baal Pa'or. Right, so what, what's, what was the, I don't understand, asks the uh, Pinchas, how so many people died? And the question on that is, what, they were Chote. Says the Meshachachma. Says the Meshachachma. Hanitzmadim Baal Pa'or. Those who are stuck to Baal Pa'or. Samud. In the Bryce in Sanhedrin, we learned, Kitsamid, what does Nitzmada mean? Kitsamid al Yede Isha. What is Nitzmada for the word Samid? It's like jewelry on a woman. That's how we were stuck to Baal Pa'or. Ve'ilu, but, in the beginning of Varim, when we talk about our relationship with Hashem, Va'atem hadvekim Hashem alokeichem. Dvukim mamish. Dvuk is a stronger connection than Samid. Now let's talk about this as the Meshachachma. Ha'inyan, one of his major pieces on this week's parsha, says the Mishnah in Erevin. We had it a couple of uh, weeks ago in in Dafyomi. Skipping the the, the, the uh, lines of the Gemara, the Gemara basically says that one is not allowed to accept a carbon from a mumar, from a heretic, an Obed Avodah who's a Jew. One is not allowed to accept a carbon. You can accept a carbon from other Poshe Yisrael, but not from a mumar. Why not? Says the Meshachachma Ha'inyan, where it's underlined, Detayva Yeshla Behema, Kemo Ta'avas Ha'achila, Ta'avas Hamishagel. There's instinct. Animals have instinct. Instinct to feel good. They want to fill their stomach. They want to feel their, feel their pleasure. They want to feel good. They run away from pain. The Mipulos Hasechal Sharnitan Mimromim. Instinct. For physical pleasure is not something that we use our brains so much for, our intellect. Even animals have that. The desire for pleasure and the recoiling from pain is something that we share with the animals. Right? They run away, right? They sense danger. Generally, they run. And that's why the Gemara said at the beginning of Sota that in Adam over Avera, most of our sins, which are related to some type of pleasure, some type of physical pleasure, it's called Maisa Behema. Because we share that. Almost every Avera is focused on physical taiva, physical pleasure, and that we share with the animals. What Avera is different? Avodazara. All the 51 Averos, there are 51 Averos that have to do with Avodazara. It's a large percentage. 51 Averos, that's nothing to do with Taifa. Asher ze'in benefesh ha-mis'aver rakudavuk benefesh. That is something in the seichel, something in the intellect. Sha'atoyos v'hashibush benefesh. And that, and therefore it's the machshava, it's the seichel, it's something uniquely human. Animals are, are not shy connected to Avodah Zarah in any, in any way. And that's why Avodah Zarah, Machshavitz Mitzarif Lamaisa, says the, says the Meshachachma. The Chulu. Line 27, and then we'll get back to our case in a second. That is why you don't accept a carbon from a Mumar. We'll see what this has to do with us in a minute. A Mumar, what's a carbon? A carbon is an animal. 
We bring an animal for most of our Averos because most Averos are connected to the animalistic side of the human. Most Averos are connected to Taiva, and therefore the animal could be got kapara for those sins. A mumar cannot bring a carbon because it doesn't match. A behema, a carbon, is related to the ta'ava side of Averis, and a mumar is related to the seichal side. You've got to do some other type of tshuva, but a carbon is not going to help you. That's step one. Line 36. Ulam, now says the Meshachachma, there's one type of avodazara that's different. There's one type of avodazara that is not connected to the intellect, but rather to the guf, to physical pleasure, to physical letting loose. We'll talk more about this in a couple of weeks also. And that is Baal Pa'or, what the Jews were involved in here. What's Baal Pa'or, as we know? How is Baal Pa'or worshipped? By relieving oneself in front of the Avodah Zara. Is that intellectual? No. That's Avodah Zara, but it has to do with the goof. It has to do with physical, just letting loose. It feels good to just have no holds barred and just let loose and do whatever I want. Imkain. That's why Pinchas was davening. Why was Pinchas davening? Akadosh Baruch was avodah zara, but it has to do with their animalistic side, not with the intellect, like all other avodah zaras. Maybe like the ego was, like others were. That was what was behind Pinchas's complaint, says the Meshachachma. What was ultimately mechaper? Says the Meshachachma on the top left. Chazal say, Kfuras Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu. Why was Kfuras Moshe? Mechaper. Mishum line 9. Mishum shemishu kemoshe sherit kaber sichlo ad kibadu kochosav hamisavim upirish isha. He was totally in the intellectual realm separate from the guf and the opposite of what Baal Pa'or was about. They eventually did get kapara for it. It wasn't like the Miraglim. But says the Meshachachma, that's what's beh- what was behind behind that kabar. Okay, just like to finish with an interesting thought, an interesting ha'ara, not a source that we usually look in. It's in a letter of the Rambam. The Rambam is not known. I mean, there are some famous letters of the Rambam, but usually the Rambam that's studied is Mishnah Torah, Pirsha Mishnayis, and Mar but there are two volumes, the Igros. And there's a let, famous letter, they're all written in Arabic. We have the translations in Hebrew. There's a letter, Igaris Teman, where he gives chizik to some of the, his fellow Jews who are going through a tough time. And he talks about a special secret in a Pasuk in our parsha. Just to point out the Rambam. The Rambam, source 15. Don't think, says the Rambam, that Mashiach might not come. Don't think that, oh, it depends on something. Maybe when it comes depends on something. But that it's coming is one of the Animamits. The Rambam wrote the Animamits. He does, he's, he's quoting himself. There was one of the one of our one of the smart ones in our religion that said Mashiach is coming on a certain day. Says the Rambam, it was a mistake. You shouldn't have said that. Throughout our history, people have said that. The Rambam says we don't do that. We know it's coming, but we don't give dates because the second one give dates, we get into very dangerous waters. But we have to believe that he's coming. No, that he's coming. He's coming very soon. He should come soon. Turning the page. It's a whole chizik letter. Whole chizik letter. He says, even though we're going through tough times, it was all predicted. First he quotes one pasuk in our parish on line 11. Erenu v'lo ata, shirenu v'lo karov, darak kochav miyakov, the Pasuk referring to Bar Kofa, according to Rabbi Akiva, become sheva mi Yisrael, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Says the Rambam now, next paragraph, ulam amitas ha'is bedikduk eno no das. We have no idea when Mashiach is coming. We know he's coming. It's a Pasuk in our parsha, But we don't know when, 
And the Ramah writes in Mishnah Torah, there, it's, it's foolish to try to figure out when and the different stages of what are going to happen because we don't know until it happens. But says the Rambam, Ach yesh biyadi kabbalah nifla'ah. I have a Mesorah. Ki baltia me avi umizakeni. That I have for my father and my grandfather. That's pretty amazing. I don't know how often the Rambam says that. Shekiblu me avoseyem umizakneim. And they got it from their forefathers. Atchilas galuseni biyushalayim. I have this Kabbalah going back to when we left Yerushalayim, says the Rambam. What's the Kabbalah? What's the major secret? What is it? Yeshbo Remez, he says there's a Pasik in the Nevuah of Bilam that is a Remez of when Nevuah will return. When people will start hearing from God again. The last of him we have with Anshagas Agadola. When's Nevuah going to come back? There's a Pasik in the Parsha. Kikfar Bo Batar because we know there are Psukim in the Torah. Even though the pshat, the simple interpretation, is one idea, there are hints to other ideas. Right? Redu shama, go down to Mitzrayim. Redu is 210. How many years they were there? Vinoshantem ba'aretz. The pasuk in Vaschanon. How many years that we were in Galus? V'chulu amanu ba'aretz Yisrael until we went out by Yehoyachin. V'chulu. So he gives other examples. He says the same thing in a Pasuk in our Parsha. Perachav Gimel, Pasachav Gimel. What does the Pasuk say? Ka'es ye'amer li'akov uli Yisrael ma'pa'alkel. Now, like this time, ka'es, like this time, it should be said to Yaakov and Yisrael what Hashem is doing. What does that mean? Like this time, ka'es, says the Rambam, from the beginning of the world until Bilam, count the number of years, like that amount of time, do the math from the time of Bilam. And at that point in time, there will be Nevuah in Am Yisrael. That's the Kabbalah that he has from his father and his grandfather, the Chulu. Count from year one to Bilam, which this story, the Lubav Sharebi talks about in Surah 17, took place in the year 2488. If you double that, you will get to a time of Nevuah. That's all the Rambam says. The Rambam doesn't explain it anymore. And if you know that, then you know all the other Nevuahs are going to come true as well. Just like Redu, just like Vinoshantem, and just like Ka'es. So says the Lubavitch Rebbe, where did we have Nevuah? If you do the math, if you double 2488, so that equals 4976, which is 1216 on the secular calendar, and we have various Rishonim who had visions and messages from HaKadosh Baruch. We have the Ravid writes it a few times, Sod Hashem Lireav, we have the Ramban, we have other Baalei Atosvos at that time, says the Rambam, that's the Ka'es. Ka'es Yamel Yaakov. And if you know this Nevuah comes true, you know all the other Nevuahs come true. And just to end with the words of the Smak that we have mentioned in the past, the Smak, Sefer Mrs. Katan, one of the Rishonim, writes... Where in the Torah does it say you have to hope for Mashiach? Where does it say that? All the other questions. Right, a sakta period berivia, that's a mitzvah. Right, kavati in the Torah, that's a mitzvah. Right, the other, they're all mitzvahs. Nasad of Hadabemuna. Where's the mitzvah of Tzipisul Yeshua? Says the smak, it's part of Anochi Hashem Alokacha. If we believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu redeemed us once, we believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to redeem us again. A little is hinted to. In Parshas Bilam, Ka'e says the Rambam, that's the Kabbalah that we have. Mehaver Yigala, as the Rambam writes here and in Mishnah Torah, by the Shem, Baruch Hu should bless us that we should be Zochet to see all the Nebuahs fulfilled. Be'ezra Hashem, Be'karov, Be'amin. Okay, we'll stop here. Be'ezra Hashem, okay, next week, I'm not sure which night, but next, next couple of um, Parshas Shirem will be from Camp Kaley.